heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. You know, let's remind each other that uh, in between all the chaos, uh, friends, and, and, you know, a lot of the drip, drip, drip of uh, really negative news and crazy stories about all of these uh, and that touch our lives in some uh, unremarkable way uh, when it comes to these mandates and craziness that's uh, in crazy town, it seems, huh? Uh, there are moments of, of glimmer of hope, and there, there's always hope, by the way, but there's moments of glimmer of, of opportunities and where you think, okay, we're making a little progress here, potentially you know and that's something not to lose sight of for sure so today let me set this right up for you here on the voice of a nation uh, we have this uh, f- phenomenal this uh, wonderful format of q a we've got a lot of answers to your questions we'll we'll jump into here shortly uh, to help all of us out here and we, we all learn from these whether the question is directly yours or not there's something we learn from these so that's why they're uh, so tremendous uh, but also, I want to bring your attention right up front here, and this is important to uh, this very interesting, well, uh, this glimmer of hope I was just telling you about, the opportunity. And this was on November 12th here, so this was just uh, ju- just recent, okay? Uh, and you may have seen this or you may have missed it, I don't know, but three justices for the Fifth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals voted uh, u- unanimously to uphold the stay against Uh, Joseph Biden's unprecedented and unconstitutional workplace mandates for the experimental vaccines here, okay, that are obviously still in clinical trials, are still experimental, um, for sure. And this was the Honorable uh, uh, Engelhart, Jones, and Duncan, by the way, were were these three that were unanimous. Now, the Honorable uh, Kurt uh, Engelhart, uh, he dealt uh, a major blow, and, and what Today, what uh, we'll be talking to Dr. Henry Ely in just a moment, he references this as a potential fatal blow. And that got my attention because, well, you know, and I actually asked him about that. I said, well, do you mean X? I mean, does this have the potential or is it more of an appeal sort of thing? You know how we go back and forth with this kind of a thing, you know? And But no, he references in, in the piece that's on America Out Loud, a potential fatal blow to the would-be leader of the free world and his thin patience for Americans who believe we have a right to decline and not be threatened. Uh, and isn't that the case, my friends? I mean, come on, uh, you know, with job lost or, uh, or you know, just being uh, uh, disbarred out of our social circles and all kinds of things for this uh, virus that has a remarkable recovery rate for most all. I mean, it's 99.6 plus right uh so uh so this is this is kind of where the starting point before we get into some of the questions here and let me bring on now dr henry ely uh, he's a licensed uh, naturopathic doctor and founder of the energetic health institute author of over 200 published works and and uh, dr ely is uh, surely been a lifesaver in so many ways and you know beyond all this he's he's a i always say a mode of inspiration i think people see that out there about us one of the things i love about uh, dr healy uh, brings a, a glimmer of hope and, and light uh and he's he's got a series of peer-reviewed research papers out there as well and has really dedicated a, 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 really a lot of time and energy into this so 
Uh, Dr. Ely, the piece we have up there is the Fifth Circuit unanimously upholds the stay against uh, Biden's unconstitutional mandates. And everybody knows they're unconstitutional. Even the left knows. Everybody knows. There's nobody that doesn't know that. So let's talk about these three justices, what they did and this potential fatal blow, please. Well, you know, it, it was great. And thanks for having me again, uh, Malcolm. And, and thank you to everybody listening. You know, it was really a fantastic ruling uh, on this. Uh, it was such a strong ruling that uh, an opinion that uh, Judge uh, uh, Eaglehart gave that what happened with it was he paved out the pathway, the clear pathway for these OSHA rulings, these, these attempts at working around and forcing people through threatening businesses. And we'll, we're going to bring the new uh, Secret Service police, you know, the new Gestapo. We're going to bring them to your door. They're called OSHA. And they're going to fine you not a couple hundred dollars, but hundreds of thousands of dollars in business. If you don't, if you believe that your employees are not your property and they have a right to decide for themselves. And what was very interesting about how he worded this, and I've read a lot of, of judicial opinions. Again, I'm not an attorney, but I read a lot of them. And, and especially with COVID. And what's been so interesting about this was I've never seen so detailed an opinion, Malcolm. There he had, he cited case law, he cited federal law, he cited Supreme Court precedents on this and, and laid it out that not only are these, in his words, unlawful, what the, what the Biden administration is doing, but it's unconstitutional and it is doubtful that any other circuit court or the Supreme Court could see it differently under all of the case law and precedents and the burdens of proof and the doctrines that they need to cite in order to side with this kind of, um, you know, this kind of tyrannical uh, approach that the Biden administration is taking. It's, it's, it's one of the most important reads, in my opinion, for everyone, because uh, Judge um, Inglehart wrote in common language, which is also very uncommon for a lot of judges. He wrote in a way that everybody reading it could understand his point of view, and his point of view is very hard to argue. And it's very interesting that quietly the Biden administration has appealed to his decision and the, the three justice, the three uh, um, judges decision. Uh, and, and it has found its way to the sixth uh, circuit court, which is in Ohio. Um, and it's supposedly by a ping pong ball lottery. Uh, we'll see if that's the case or if they've actually seeded uh, it with, uh, you know, some corrupt judges or something like that. But it's going to be very difficult for any judge to rule against the opinion of uh, of the Honorable Kurt uh, Englehart, uh, which it's an incredible read. That's that's great what you say there. That that really brings us up to speed on that. Um, and it, it, to me, it was a scathing opinion of the Biden administration and a obvious attempt uh, by them to subvert their constitutional oath and the laws that we have in place, because these judges recognize something we're all supposed to recognize. The supreme yes. law of the land is the Constitution. Amen. Hallelujah to that. Do we get an amen, someone, please? You know? Amen. Uh, so that's it. I mean, come on, you know. Well, let's jump into these uh, questions now. And this uh, first one is from Mary Jo. How do we stand up for medical freedoms within public schools? I work for the 11th largest school system in the United States, and we either need to be vaccinated or succumb to weekly testing. Both are against my choice for medical freedom. 
I am on HCQ prophylactically with frontline medical doctors. Uh, I want to fight the medical tyranny, but do not want an attorney bill to go with it. I've completed two antibody tests and have not had COVID to the best of my understanding. So using the natural immunity fight will not work. Any next steps? I'm supposed to start being weekly tested at the end of the month. Any, any thoughts to that? Well, we just did a, a really good piece, I thought, last week on, on the Energetic Health Radio, uh, talking about affidavits and, and affidavits as declarations of truth. And I think one of the things that I would do uh, in, her, in that situation is I would go, th- I would first re- listen to the podcast and then I would take the steps. I would go and I would check out the, get a, a sample affidavit form. I would s- describe how I am being harmed by that. Uh, I would describe which laws are being violated uh, by that. And I would describe what the remedy is that I want, which is essentially to be left alone. Um, And I would, if I did have uh, any kind of antibody testing or any type of T cell testing to prove that I was already immune, I would make sure that was a part of the exhibits in the affidavit. I would get the affidavit signed and notarized. And then I would present that to um, the school district and let them know that if they attempt to continue to infringe upon my rights and discriminate against me, that I'm going to take them to court on, and I would have a legit standing to do so. Yeah. And, you know, to Dr. Ely's point, that show is called Affidavits, How Declaring the Truth Could Set You Free. And it is, if you just go under the nav bar, friends, on America Out Loud, you under shows, go to Energetic Health Radio, and surely you'll you'll see it right there. You'll see also see a lot of other shows. Now, Dr. Ely gets really into the nuts and bolts of everything he's doing. So this is like a really good use of your time. If you want to get informed on a lot of the issues, uh, this is how you do it right there. Also, at the top of that feed, Energetic Health Radio, by the way, uh, there's some great information. There's three posts uh, at the top there uh, where it's got the, the questions, COVID questions and exemptions, taking the fight to the employer or school. Uh, there's a terrific case study, a post-vaccine uh, uh, you know, uh, injury there. And uh, this other phenomenal uh, post, uh, the COVID-19 investigation, empirical evidence for preventive strategy. So there's a lot of information. There's a lot of information uh, on the platform and also at COVIDCon, uh, the website. What, what's the uh, URL again for that, Dr. Ailey? Uh, that That's COVIDCon21, COVIDCon21.com. Yeah, I thought a lot that, of information I, there as well. I thought there was a 2-1 in there. Thank you. I was pretty sure there was. <laughs> All right. I was trying to get, you know, not give the wrong address. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to Lauren now. Uh, she says, uh, I've been elected to a school improvement council at the middle school my two girls attend. I would love to hear your thoughts on mask mandates and contact tracing used to quarantine healthy children. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that the mask mandates are, number one, they're guidance. They're not law. Uh, and I think uh, because the uh, mask mandates are based upon masks being used under emergency use authorization, they cannot be mandated. So I, I would challenge that. Um, and then I think that when you, when you start getting into uh, the latter part of that, it's again, it comes back to, you know, we have to start getting very formal and documenting our, um, our disagreement with this process and what we are being told to do. And I think that's where you can get into the affidavit strategy. And I think that it, it really gets down to asking some important questions as well. Please provide me with the empirical evidence that shows definitively that one, mask wearing all day long on myself or on children is safe. 
And number two, please show me the studies, the random randomized clinical trials that prove that this reduces infective spread. We went to CDC Europe, which was the only uh, CDC. There's many CDCs, everybody. They're all one big giant global company. Um, when we went to the CDC Europe, they did publish a study in February and that study, or I should say a collection of studies, um, a meta-analysis. And what they found was that at best, the mask wearing among healthy people presented a 1.2% reduction in infective spread, which is to say it is not even close to significant socially. And when you put that up against the known instances of death in children who have been performing under physical athletic um, uh, endeavors, uh, we have two children in China that died uh, and that's been documented and proven. And we have a number of children just here in the state of Oregon where I am who've passed out, one of which was very dramatic running, I think it was an 800 meter race, passed out at the finish line uh, and did a full face plant. And another, um, Savannah Lay, who almost died privately in a bathroom because she couldn't breathe during basketball practice. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we have enough substantive evidence to say, hey, this is a problem, but you have a right to decline these things. You cannot mandate things under emergency use authorization. Uh, friends, Dr. Ely says something so critical there. I mean, it really is the, uh, the, the crescendo moment of this entire talk, I think. You know, I find, and, and I think um, we've been spending a lot of time playing defense, Dr. Ely. A lot of us have playing defense against, against these tyrannical lunatics who are trying to force all these things on us, including, as this person says, the mass thing, which is totally rubbish. I mean, it's unhealthy for us to begin with, and it's very restrictive, and it's ridiculous, and they don't work. I mean, I give you 10 more reasons. But you're saying something so important. I just want everybody to get that. Turn the tables on the other party. I love what you say there. In other words, play offense and say, well, show me the, you know, the, the, the empirical data that says, so you know, pick up some really fancy words from Dr. Ely. Go look at his stuff, <laughs> right? Right, right, right. Come on, come on. Go, go pick up some of the fancy words. And the more syllables you can put in, well, they always say, you know, you, you, either, you, you either baffle them with brilliance or bullshit. Either one, isn't it, Dr. Ely? Is that what they say? <laughs> well, hopefully what we're doing is, is brilliance because they've been, they have the market cornered on bullshit. That's well, well, that's it. I'm and listen, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that our people, <laughs> these these listeners can use it. You know what I mean? Even if they don't know it. But anyways, you know, we chuckle about it. But isn't that so important though, when you turn it, I, you know, I really love that style. You're, you're saying to turn the tables back on them. And well, show me the empirical, empirical data that says blah, 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 blah. Well, show me that, you know, that these really work. Can you show me those studies? Because God knows there's a lot more studies that say the opposite, isn't there? You know, there, there really is. And what it does is it puts people in a position where they have to answer the question, number one, because that's informed consent. Yeah. And then when they fall back on, well, the CDC says, you can just say, okay, well, show me the CDC studies that say this. I love because it. The CDC it. doesn't have them. And what it starts yeah. doing, it's putting people, it starts becoming, I think, an educational moment for the people that are lost in the narrative. Yeah, I, I just love this. I mean, this is this is like a high point for me. It's like remember that movie, you know, show me the money, right? Show That's me right. the money, you know? <laughs> Show me the you were good at just show me the show me the data, baby. Show me the data. That's yeah. it. We gotta do that. We gotta do that. And that's what everybody should be doing. Turn the tables back on them. Don't allow this to be people to manipulate you and you destroy your your careers and your lives and your family and all of that. Uh, you know, it's important. All right, this next one is from Mark. He says, I work for a class one railroad as a locomotive engineer, mm -hmm. and they are forcing us to get vaccinated by uh, December 8th or be terminated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've had COVID. 
and uh, fear taken the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a religious exemption form and a medical exemption form. Is there anything you can do to help me get out of being forced to take this vaccine? Mm. Uh, well, we hope so. Uh, and that's why we've we've published um, extensively on the religious exemption. And we've updated that. I think, Malcolm, right? We, we have a new update on we do. that. Um, so I would say follow those steps in there. Uh, a, a religious exemption is not something that requires any business's approval. I'm a business owner. If my employee comes to me and my, some of my employees have, I'd said, put them on file. Uh, they filed religious exemptions. It's not my, I don't have the authority to decline a religious exemption. I don't have the authority to determine what someone's faith or personal belief, deeply held personal beliefs are. I just have to put it in their uh, in their human resources file and uh, and just say, yeah, okay, we have to give you under Title VII of the 1964 Civil Rights Act a um, equal accommodation uh, and and make sure that there is no hostility in the workplace for you. That's that's how that's supposed to work. So I would say fo- follow that strategy. The one of the new updates was that when you do sign when you do sign a religious exemption form is to get it notarized when you send in, but we have a, a specific process that we advocate for people to go through that we've seen work really well, which is to ask 15 questions that we've already written for you, wait for your employer to give their reply. They won't be able to answer all of them. And then you can respond back to them. Well, thank you for trying to answer all the questions, but because you were unable to, and you were unable to uh, fulfill the tenets of informed consent under our 45 CFR 46 laws, then what I am going to now do is exercise my right to submit in my uh, religious exemption that is signed and notarized. So it is now an official legal document. And it is my duty to inform you that if you attempt to reject this document, that I will see it as a hostile act towards my employment. And I will file an appropriate claim of discrimination in the workplace based upon the 1964 uh, Civil Rights Act. I would also now add in the Fifth uh, Circuit Court's ruling showing that OSHA cannot enforce this, and therefore it is, it is uh, and OSHA even stood down on this, that therefore as a business there, you have no authority to do this, and there is no threat of OSHA holding you accountable should you refuse to follow this. So there's no incentive for a company to, to do it either. And I would, I would use it as an educational moment, but I would, and this is where we got to do, we, we all have to stand our ground now and be completely unafraid and undaunted and unapologetic yeah. in our expression of our constitutional rights. Amen. And just keep the tone, the same tone that Dr. Ely has right here, friends. You see, he didn't raise his voice at all, did he, right? I mean, but he made the point very clear. I mean, in other words, we can get the job done and still be ladies and gentlemen and not blow a gasket in the process, I'm hoping, you know. And by the way, that link, uh, it really, taking the fight to the employer or school, COVID questions and exemptions, you can either go to our team and go uh, go just look at uh, Dr. Henry Lee. It's right at the top there or under the show, Energetic Health Radio, either one is there. I'll tell you what, you, you, you pick up some of these strategies. You follow what Doc says right there. You go get this form and read it. You listen to a couple of those podcasts that he's talking about. You get this information. You go over to covidcon21.com, get some information on there. You'll be so armed and dangerous. They won't have a shot. Huh? How's that? You know, right? That's right. Put them on their back. Put them on their back and pin them. Yeah, we've got to get on offense here. We've got to stop the defense, friends. So uh, this next one is from David. He says, how can I get uh, prophylactic doses of ivermectin and or hydroxychloroquine and instructions for dosage? I'm a healthy 69-year-old male, and my wife is also healthy and 67. Do you have any thoughts as to where folks can easily get that? 
You know, I, I wish I did, and it should not be a problem. I, I know on the America Out Loud platform, there's uh, there are doctors right now advocating that you uh, go to a doctor who's number one, willing to prescribe, but you make sure they do not prescribe it for COVID-19, instead prescribing it for something else like scabies or intestinal parasites or something like that. And then the pharmacists will, will fill it. Um, you know, it, it's unconscionable that pharmacists have been given this, this authority to uh, not fill prescriptions when they've had no involvement with the patient or the doctor. And I think it's, it's just, it's an act of willful misconduct. So um, we, I, I read something, Malcolm, that was disturbing, uh, I think earlier this week from Dr. Zelenko, uh, that the FDA is, is now planning to reclassify uh, ivermectin as a schedule two controlled substance. Wow. All right. Which puts it on the level of like cocaine and, and oh my God. things like that. And, wow. you know, and it's, it's just, you know, wow. It's uh, it's obvious. It's so obvious. Willful misconduct. Willful misconduct, by the way, everybody is very simple. Willful misconduct as a legal concept is the knowingly doing wrong. Simple, simply put. And there's no and we have evidence of that with the Tuskegee experiment. When you withhold evidence based treatments from people in need, that has been clearly defined as willful misconduct. And that's what's been happening with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin uh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've taken them myself when I had COVID and my wife. And I mean, I swear by the ivermectin friends for sure. You know, um, one of the other things you can do is go to the frontline doctors uh, in the, the site there and it, you get one of those telemedicine visits as well. They will prescribe those, the mm -hmm. ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Now, the problem is some of the pharmacies are not filling them. But, uh, you know, I didn't have a problem, but I know people have had problems with that because the pharmacies have taken on this uh, better than thou attitude, you know? So that's another problem, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I would persist and I, and there are others that are also, by the way, are getting them shipped from, I had somebody, by the way, Dr. Ely, the other day, um, right here in the States here, who ordered them from India, uh, for real, got them in uh, quick enough and and totally beautiful, all just the way they should be, shrink wrapped everything, very cost-effective and got them and took them. So how do you like that? Well, it, where there's a will, there's a way, and that's where we got to find our will. Amen. Yeah, this next one's from uh, Braden. Uh, my wife has been denied religious and medical exemptions at her work at a physical therapist at a hospital in Nashville. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a five-month-old son uh, whom she is breastfeeding. Hmm. We are trying to get to pregnant as well. Wow. Um, she is healthy with no pre-existing conditions. We are hoping to do a telehealth visit. We just talked about it with a doctor who will sign a medical exemption for breastfeeding and fertility concerns. Uh, is there anyone you suggest, or would you be able willing to sign one after telehealth consultation? Wow. It's in, in the realm, Malcolm, of what should happen. That should be an obvious, easy sign for any doctor in the country. Right. And no questions asked. And just like, hey, uh, this is obviously something that we don't want to interrupt or put a, a lactating a breastfeeding mother in a in, in that situation of being involved in an experimental product with over um, with over one point four million confirmed cases of, of breakthrough. I said that right. One point four million confirmed cases of breakthrough in only thirty one out of the fifty one uh, health departments reporting in. Okay. Um, and then also when you couple that with the um, adverse events, these are going to be the only products, Malcolm, in, in American history 
with a track record of over a million injuries and a mil and over a million uh, failures uh, within the same calendar year. Let that sink in, Americans. Mm. Right. So that should it should be a no brainer. But what we're advocating for people to do, rather than go the medical um, exemption route, which has been incredibly arduous and really fruitless for for far too many people, is to go the religious exemption route and uh, and follow the process that we put there. Put your businesses on notice that they do not have ownership of your body and that we do have existing laws they are breaking by trying to do the cultural right thing because a president is losing his patience with us children, us little chillins running around out here. Mm, wow, never seen anything like it in my life. Um, this next one is from Susan. Uh, she says, I have a family member who is a New York City fireman. Uh, New York City is mandating he submit. Can you provide any details or information? Refer me to any individual who can help. Thank you for anything you can do. So I know some of this you might have touched on right now, but best advice for Susan, same thing? Or I think it's the same thing. I mean, it's the same thing over and over again. And we have to have that, that will, Malcolm, that resolve to put our money where our mouth is and say, you know what, if you take this to that level where you're denying my right to submit a religious exemption on this, which is clearly ID'd in, in every, by the EEOC on down that we have the right to submit this and that employers do not have the right to decline them, you know, that, um, that we have to be willing to take this to the courts for uh, discrimination and accuse these businesses of discrimination and accuse these uh, businesses of creating hostile work environments and threatening us and our ability to, pro to provide for our families. I mean, we, we have to be willing to do this. Yeah. Uh, too many people succumb to the pressure. And I just to remind you all there, this you hear Dr. Ely and the confidence of the, you know, but please don't succumb to these lunatics, please. And I know a lot of people, I, if some of them even talk to, well, you know, I didn't want to, or I just, you know, whatever. It's not whatever. I mean, this is your life. I mean, you shouldn't be under this duress and uh, under this, uh, these sort of mandates. This is insanity. You know, when history looks back at this moment in time, uh, they're going to wonder if the whole world went on crack here. I mean, what happened here? I'm, yeah. the, the question I would have is, is when did people lose their courage? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, Dr. Ailey, I'll tell you what, and I think listeners know, but if I, you ain't getting me to take that darn thing. And I have, I've, I've got plenty of courage. I'll, 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 I'll battle them, but you ain't doing that to me and my family. There's no not way it's chance. happening. Not a not, chance. Not a chance. Right. That's, that's, but see, that's the resolve we have to be able to impart Amen. to people. And I think that's, where the education that we're providing comes in, you know, we're, we're backing everything up. Here's the empirical evidence. You are right. You know, and this is where I've been telling Americans this. It's not your fault. You've been lied to. These mm. are the greatest lies ever perpetuated. They're so great that it's hard to fathom them that people could lie this much and there could be this yeah. much coordinated corruption throughout the world. But folks, that's exactly what's taking place. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. Let me get to, I got to two more. I'm going to uh, sneak in here before we just uh, pause a moment here. And uh, this um, the next one is from uh, Joe. Uh, mm -hmm. He says in a uh, September article, uh, Dr. Michael uh, Osterholm uh, said, no one has died from receiving the COVID vaccine. No one. Mm -hmm. This is what this mm -hmm. Dr. Michael Osterholm says. And then uh, he, in, in another point, he says, these vaccines are safer than aspirin. And Joe's just wondering, I mean, 
Are both <laughs> statements true? And this could be on the uh, Fallon show at night in comedy hour. So, but I thought it was worth throwing you the question. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate uh, the, I, I like when the audience sends in these, these, uh, these things, because this is obvious bullshit. All right. Let's call it what it is. It's a bullshit, bold face lie that a doctor could be this corrupt. This is a doctor that is lying so dramatically. He should lose his license and there should be threats against his license by the public. Uh, because he is lying so egregiously. In fact, the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System shows that there have been over 57, now this week, 5,700 deaths within 48 hours post-inoculation. There, The CDC even admits that there have been deaths. It's on the warning labels for all the inoculations. So for a doctor to come out and say something like that, um, you know, he should really lose his license and, and lose his ability to practice this beautiful art that we call medicine. Yeah, wow, that's a good way to say it there. Um, this uh, one here from Tanya, and uh, this uh, is going to be an answer very similar to what we just said, because it's, again, a lot of people are looking. I mean, you know, I'll tell you what, if I had ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine for sale on the platform or the <laughs> site, yeah, right. we would, it would be an endless drive-through affair because... Uh, there is such demand and people know that they're effective. What we really can't understand, let me read you Tanya's question first and I'll add something to it. She says, thank you for speaking up. I'm wondering if you know where I can get some ivermectin for my family. My daughter is immune compromised and I would like for us to take it. Um, you know, what's really so egregious, Dr. Ely, about all of this, it's so wrong, is that, you know, we should, first of all, have the choice to take what we want to take, clearly. Mm -hmm. uh, and but it's not like these are like uh, some drug, some uh, uh, narcotic, uh, well, not even that, but illegal, something illegal that we shouldn't be taking or something for our bodies, mm -hmm. right? right? But it is our decision, otherwise should be. But it's amazing. What really gets me with this is the medical community, how so many of them have turned to blind eye to that Hippocratic oath that uh, we that they take is that correct? You know the the medical community has has failed in in our oath and 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 the duty that we all take to number one do no harm and number two put the patient's needs and and health at the forefront of, of our decision making. We the the made the the modern medical community. I'm speaking specifically of allopathic community is taken on a God complex, you know? And, and I think that's really deeply psychologically concerning for me because the ethos of medicine is not being God, it's being a caretaker. You know, that's, that's what makes a, a, a doctor a good doctor is that we teach and we care. That's actually where the word doctor comes from, dossieri, which means to teach, not to rule, you know? And I think that's the ethos that they're taking on. I, I would say in answer to this question, you know, um, I've only needed to use ivermectin in one very extreme case of, of pneumonia where the patient was dismissed from the hospital without even being admitted after a confirmed case of pneumonia. Um, and, uh, you know, and it was imminently successful along with what I do all the time, which is natural medicine. So I would encourage people to not rely exclusively on ivermectin, especially when it's very difficult to get and instead to really focus on uh, things like vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin C, uh, zinc, uh, glutathione, and uh, quercetin, and bifidobacteria, things that we have outlined uh, in, in the material we've produced on the America Out Loud platform and on covidcon21.com. You can get all this information and in the um, amounts that um, I'm using on myself and, and with my patients, I can share that information. 
uh, with you. Um, and what we've seen it be is a 100% success rate in the treatment of all active cases of COVID, but also uh, we have so many studies that are showing that it is an incredible preventative. We have studies that just came out that show that when your vitamin D levels are at 50 nanograms per milliliter, that you have a 99.9% .9 chance of recovery and that your likelihood of going to the hospital is under 3%. So uh, my encouragement to everybody, particularly during the winter, is instead of running around trying to find ivermectin and get corrupt people to give it to you, is to get what you can get, which is vitamin D3 and all the accompanying nutrients and really get into the ethos of proper nutrition. The, the, the reason that this is a, a pandemic, if it's even a pandemic, is not because of the unvaccinated, it's because of the unhealthy. And we have to turn that around. And the way to do that is by taking control of your nutritional health. Wow. I mean, to listen to uh, Dr. Henry Ely right there, the, the ethos, uh, that's that sums it up pretty well. It is a lifestyle, my friends. I tell you all the time here, it's a lifestyle. Uh, we're speaking to Dr. Henry Ely here. This is uh, our uh, Q&A. Uh, you're familiar, friends, with the uh, the format. Uh, what Dr. Ely says there about the Avermax is very, very important. And I'll tell you why I, I hear that from him just now. And I've also, we've talked to you before about it. Dr. Peter McCullough says the same thing, same thing. Don't get to the point where, you, you know, it's a frenzy to have to have that particular thing. There's a lot of uh, tools in the arsenal, I guess, is what you say, friends. And this is a battle, obviously. It's a war. Uh, it's a battle within the war for our lives and our liberties, right? Um, but there are a lot of things you can do and being very proactive. But it is a lifestyle. I've learned so much through the process, but I've always known this as a lifestyle goes. And, and even today, you know, I remind you all the time, I, you know, just earlier today was out, walked four miles, a busy day, but you know, it's important. I take the time and I could do a lot with that hour and, and, you know, or so, but it takes about an hour. Or so at the pace should go roughly it could be an hour and a few minutes, but it, it's worthwhile. I mean, you know, or you, you know, you just take the hour and it's a trade-off. You're back at the computer or doing something else, right? You got to put it into your life. It's, it's like everything else in life, people. We get out of it, what we put into it. Don't you think? Don't you think? And that's what it is with this life. I and mean, that's the way I see it. That's why I talk to every show. I make it a point to tell you to please get out and see the trees, right? Right. And, and that's like, the, remember the Lorax with Dr. Seuss, right? Get out and see the trees. But I always do that. And I love, love walking. And I also love meeting people on the sidewalks of America because I'm the dude that walks down the side. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You know, people do <laughs> <laughs> I'm always anxious to see how many people stop saying, yeah, good morning, or just walk by. But I've gotten a lot of people pretty trained now. They are saying good morning, good afternoon, or whatever. Mostly it's the morning, but you know, you, you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, so that's what it is. And, and it's important because, you know, our health of our bodies, our minds, so, so important. Uh, the other thing I do, friends, is I take healthy cell and I take a whole regiment of things. And I, one day I'm going to do a, a, an exercise with Dr. Ely on here just to get into the ding a ding a ding all the things we take and explain them in more detail. Uh, I'd like to even do that for selfish reasons, but uh, because I'm so interested in that, but it helps all of you out, out there as well. Uh, there's so many things we can and should be taken. Um, I, I rely on healthy cell very well as well. I take an assortment of things from them, the AMPM product, uh, Immune Super Boost. Uh, they have multiple product lines that have the A, the D, the zinc, uh, uh, a whole host of things in there uh, that will help you get through. There's a new product they have, AC11, which we're pretty souped about as well. It comes uh, the, it's a patented process from the Amazon rainforest. All of this information is on Healthy Cell. You can go there, healthycell.com forward slash out loud, and uh, you can... Um, 
uh, you know, get get that information right right there. Uh, and twenty percent off our listeners get twenty percent off the, uh, the the first order there. Um, or just click the banner ad back at America Out Loud as well, or use the code Out Loud. You'll be entitled to the discount here. Um, listen, invest in ourselves. Invest, invest, invest in us. And by doing that and taking all the things Dr. Ely says, as well as you know other things you add to it, uh, you're going to get more out of the miles here. Feel good and uh, be ready. And uh, let's all take a champagne toast to that, right? Bing, you can hear the glass ting right there. Friends, uh, we're going to take a pause right now. We'll be back. A lot more questions here with Dr. Henry Ely. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is McCullough Report. Are you tired of your tired vitamins? Consider Healthy Cell. These are pill-free vitamins that are in convenient gel packs. Uh, I like the Focus and Recall supplement. I use this a lot. You know, your brain uses a lot of energy, and it depends on a variety of micronutrients and vitamins. Boost your short-term focus and long-term brain power with Healthy Cell's Focus and Recall vitamins. So go to HealthyCell.com, use the code OUTLOUD, all capital letters, OUTLOUD, for a 20% off your first order of any Healthy Cell product. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. It was a vision that gave birth to a unique multimedia platform that would combine classic talk radio, great writers, and memorable podcasts and videos. AmericaOutloud.com is a conservative leader in a field that is predominantly run by far-left progressive globalists. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly. And thank you, friends, for being with me on the mission here. And uh, listen, you know, as I said, it's always my privilege to have you with me and uh, to be part of this uh, movement here, really. Uh, in America Out Loud, for sure. Uh, but it's a joy to uh, to be in your company and uh, and uh, to make a difference out there. That's, that's the whole mission here that we're on, is to make a difference, ultimately. We're in the fight of good and evil. We represent good. Uh, I'm sure you know that already, but that's that's our mode here. Uh, so we're talking here with Dr. Henry Ely, and we're getting into a lot of these questions. A lot of great answers coming out for you here, a lot of information for you, and also back on the site. Uh, AmericaOutloud.com has become an amazing place of information on this COVID uh, business we, we've been um, you know, uh, <laughs> that has been thrown at us, I guess, the best way to say it, maybe, huh? Um, and uh, but also there's a lot of resources at covidcon21.com. It's a it's a it's a terrific site. Uh, Dr. Ely uh, has his hands on that and anything he supports that helps the cause out. I'm totally supportive of 100 percent that can help you all out. He's dedicated a lot of time and energy and money to that as well. And uh, as you hear him today, it, you know, that's the thing. We got a lot of best in class, but people who passionately 
care. I, I like people who passionately care. You know that? And we've been blessed at America Out Loud because we've become a magnet to that fight for good. So, you know, uh, it, it's it's a good thing here. Uh, so, Dr. Ely, let's get back to it here. And this uh, next uh, question is from... Um, Giselle. And uh, she says, uh, I recently listened to a podcast show uh, with Dr. Henry Ely. Uh, he mentioned a handful of resources we would be able to access on uh, a website. I'm particularly interested in the questions we should ask employers who are mandating vaccines in order to give informed consent. Could you please point me to where I can find that information? Well, I started with that one in the second part of the show, Dr. Ely, but I think we've talked a little bit about that up front here. So she probably already knows that if she's listened to the program here. But again, the resources are right there on the sites I just mentioned, correct? Right. They're, they're right on the America Out Loud platform, easy, accessible. And uh, you can go to me under the, our team. Is it Malcolm? You can That's go right. to Dr. Henry Ely and search through all the content we provided there. You can also go to covidcon21.com and check out free resources. All right. Now, let's get on here with uh, uh, t- uh, this one here is from uh, Tigran. Tigran, uh, thank you for all the great work you're doing. Uh, Dr. Ely mentioned a slideshow download on the radio uh, broadcast, I guess, but I could not find it. And I'm not familiar with this, Dr. Ely. So he says, where can I find that slideshow? It'd be really helpful to use that to explain things to people. What's he referring to? Do you know? Yeah, he's referring to, I put together 33 questions that I get all the time. Cause you know, I'm sure Peter's like this as well. Dr. McCullough is like this as well. We, we answer the same question all the time. So what I said was, let's grab the top questions we get. Let's give visual evidence for every answer to every single question um, so that we can put and, and put them in one thing. So I put together a slideshow. I've been providing it for attorneys around the country. Um, and now we're going to make it available uh, with uh, the discrimination um, piece. We're going to make it available for easy, free download um, on uh, on covidcon21.com. And, and Malcolm, I'm happy to provide you with the, the PDF well, of it as well. I was just going to say, uh, I love what you just said. And, you know, I'm going to take some of these links from McCullough and from Ely both, uh, two of our best resources here. Um, and I'm going to put them, actually, uh, Dr. Ely, I'm going to ask our folks to put them on the front page uh, in a particular area on that right sidebar. So they're very, they're accessible. And because there's always those, like you say, the main questions that come up all the time and the stuff that comes up. And I want to get them in an area where they're uh, right there. So yes, I will absolutely put that on as a fresh post and information for folks. Okay. Sounds great. Uh, 100%. Uh, this next one is from Cindy. Uh, she says, I work for the very large airplane production company. <laughs> and <laughs> I was, yeah, exactly. And I was notified by email after work that I have to get the vaccine or submit one of their forms, again, it's always religious or medical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember hearing you say to use one from your site, and I think it was, you, you said uh, not to use theirs, right? Not to use theirs, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not being given an option. Here's where the twist of this question is. She says, I'm not been given that option. So she's followed along up to this point. She says, this form requests a letter from a religious leader and, it, you know, and if not attached, they want to know why. I'm allergic to over 30 things. And she goes on to list some of them here. I've also had COVID last month and only lost my taste and smell, which came back in a few days later. I did have a problem breathing, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, you know, she had went through all of that as well. But, you know, so just saying they're forcing her to use theirs, not what do you say to that, doctor? I haven't heard that question before. 
Uh, we, we've seen that happen, Malcolm, in a number of places. And we've seen, um, like in, in the state of Oregon, the Oregon Health Authority issued what is called a vaccine exception, not an exemption. And, and so the, there, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's actually a very big deal because when you change the word from ex, uh, exemption to exception, uh, you're removing a lot of the legal protections that come along with an exemption form. So I think the thing to educate people on is number one, um, make sure the form, whatever form you use says exemption, not exception. Uh, number two, your employer does not have the right and it is actually unlawful and illegal to request proof of um, uh, proof of uh, faith um, and or a letter from a pastor or something like that, because that is a violation of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, uh, and you need to point them out to them. And you need to let them know that if they discriminate against you based upon religious grounds, you will take them to court for discrimination, including if they create a hostile workplace or threaten your your livelihood, that you have a right to protect your livelihood and you have a right to work in an in environment that is not hostile to you, uh, that they have a obligation under the 1964 Civil Rights Act, Title VII of it, to uh, make sure that there is equal accommodation for all employees, regardless of religion, race, gender, sexual orientation, yada, 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 yada. And you can throw vaccine status in there, which is a, it is protected. You're under HIPAA law, you are protected. So listen, this is a whole big mess that the Biden administration has made. And, and of course, they're paid for by the pharmaceutical industry. If you don't realize that, then I can't help you. But, you know, I, I think what we have to do here is very, very simple. Go through the process of asking questions, get the employer to prove they are providing informed consent. Then you have a right to submit your religious exemption form, make sure it's notarized and make sure that your employer knows that you mean business. If they do not accept the religious exemption form, that you will consider that an act of discrimination and take them to court for failing to to honor your rights protected under the 1964 Civil Rights Act, Title VII. The simple pleasures of life to be able to work in a non-hostile environment, Dr. Ely, you know, mm -hmm. right. I mean, really, you know, it's pretty simple, isn't it? You know, it um, really is. That one, by the way, I think I said was from Cindy, but if I didn't, I want to say that now. And I say the name, the first name only so that when they hear this, they know it was their question, of, mm -hmm. course. of course. This next one is from Mark, please. Uh, and he says, um, please direct me on how to find the instructions for military COVID-19 poison jabs exemptions, poison jabs, he calls them. Okay. Uh, in my search for employees and students, I came across a link with instructions for military, but at the time didn't know anyone in the military that needed that info. Now I have been asked for that info and can't find the links anywhere. Uh, do you know about this? Yes. Um, first of all, uh, as of uh, this week, there have been exactly zero religious exemptions granted in the military. That was a report mm. that came out this week, which is unconscionable, right? Uh, number two, um, what you can do is, I think it's on the most recent update we gave, Malcolm. I put a link to a suggested um, form one of the best forms we've seen for religious exemptions, and uh, on that, with those, with with that backlink to this other organization, I forget the name of the organization. Forgive me, uh, but with that one, it was it was provided for me, Malcolm, by actually Dr. Judy Mikovits. She actually turned me on to these people. And what was very interesting about this form was that it was very detailed. It cited law in every single state, and they had a specific form for military as well.
Okay, terrific. All right, I hadn't heard that one before, so glad to hear the response to that. This one is from Tom. Um, would you please, oh, the, now, the, see, some people, they, they're asking, in fact, I've had others ask McCullough for this as well, and they're saying, Dr. Daly, would you please give me a medical exemption letter? <laughs> so they're asking for you to do it, which you don't even know these personal cases or what they are, of course. And it, Tom goes on to say, I have several medical conditions which put me at a high risk of vaccination. Also, would you point me in the direction, if exemption is not available, of how to obtain impartial natural immunity antibody exemption? Hmm. I didn't know about that one either. I have no problem sharing my personal information they may require me if you can help me are you willing to help me i would fly i would fly to wherever so this is mm. this is where people are just you know so they're asking for this uh, uh, direction if exemption is not available how to obtain impartial natural immunity antibody exemption what is that about well that i would assume uh first of all let me just reach out to, to what was this what was this tom, uh, tom. tom, tom. Thank you so much for what you're saying. I think you speak to the heart of the matter by your willingness to fly somewhere to get and do whatever you can to get it. And I just want to let you know that I wish I could facilitate that if you were to fly out to me and I wish I could write it and that it would be guaranteed that it would be received uh, and that you would be on your way. I wish I could do that. And that's the way it should work. Um, uh, what I want to what I want to say to this right now, Malcolm, is it's clear that this is wrong, right? It, when you, when you when you are threatening a person to participate in an ongoing human experiment, or they lose their ability to care for themselves and their family, provide for themselves and their family, that's obviously wrong. And it doesn't matter whether you are pro inoculation or not. We have to be all on the same team on this one that this is unconstitutional and this is wrong. And just like. Judge Englehart um, so eloquently and simply stated in his opinion. Um, you know, what I, what I would say is to, I would encourage everybody to go the religious exemption route. It is the route that all the attorneys I've talked to, Tom Renz, George Wentz, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, say that this is the best way to go. And I did pull up, Malcolm, that, uh, that organization that has the forms. Okay. It, the organization is called Four unitedsolutions.org for unitedsolutions.org. They have religious exemptions. They have a section on military exemptions, but I would ask everybody to keep in mind the process that we are advocating for and that we've seen work. And that process is to start the, the process with your employer by asking questions, then forcing them to fulfill the tenets of informed consent. And when they are unable to do so and answer those questions, then you submit your notarized, signed and notarized religious exemption form and let them know that any failure on their part to honor your religious exemption will be viewed as a discriminatory act and you will act appropriately. And I promise you, we've seen people do this, Malcolm, the businesses leave folks that are, that are that informed, leave them alone. They say, yep, you're approved. Good to go. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, let's uh, we'll try to get these two more in here. Uh, important. This uh, one is from uh, Carolyn. I am hoping to get some assistance from an open-minded uh, doctor or a hematologist in particular for guidance on the vaccine. I carry a, a genetic mutation uh, that my primary care doctor says could put me at greater risk if I take this uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Now, my employer will not accept this for medical exemption, and I am seeking further advice. Well, before I finish, 
finish this comment. My advice to Carolyn would be to get another job. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's ridiculous that you work mm-hmm. for a company that already has the approach of this. Now, that's just me talking. But then she finishes and says, I'm not sure if someone on your team has experience with these issues. I'm hoping to get in contact with a doctor that is not being forced by any political or bureaucratic group to only say the vaccine is 100% safe and effective regardless of medical history. Pretty loaded uh, question and comment there, isn't it? I think so. And, and when we when we look at that, Malcolm, she says, you know, I'm looking for a doctor that's not being pressured by any political entity or, you know, that doctor doesn't exist. Whether mm-hmm. a doctor is really strong and courageous or a doctor is just putting their head down and burying in the sand or whether a doctor has completely drank the Kool-Aid, every single doctor is under the same pressure by the FDA and their licensing boards with threats. We're seeing doctors all the time. Dr. Peter McCullough is the perfect example of it. We have the most published and most respected doctor in modern American history mm-hmm. who is speaking out against this. And he yeah. is under constant daily attacks mm-hmm. from lawsuits and, and people threatening his license. And, and, and I shouldn't say people, but people with definitive financial interests um, attacking him on a daily basis. So that, that doesn't exist. So this is where I think we got, we have to educate our, our the people listening on, on this simplicity, please stop going after medical exemptions. They are damn near impossible to come by for a variety of reasons that should not exist, but do please do approach the religious exemption process in the way that we have laid out and put your employer on notice that any failure on their part to accept and acknowledge and create a safe, hospitable work environment for you um, is going to be viewed as an act of discrimination under the 1964 Civil Rights Act, Title VII. Yeah, there you go. All right. There, this, uh, we've got a moment or so left here, but this one from Nick here. And I just want to touch on this with you, Dr. Ely, because I, got, I have an idea here. But Nick says, hello, I work for Verizon Wireless. And they just mm-hmm. sent out an email saying, I have to get the vax by December 8th or will be asked to leave. Uh, wow. What can I do? Because I do not wish to get the vax. I have worked for them 26 years. Uh, thank you for all your knowledge that you share. So, you know, I, I got thinking, let me throw this at you. Now, we've addressed a lot of what Nick is asking right there throughout the show here today, Dr. Ely, as far mm-hmm. as, you know, what can you do? Uh, but let's not, I don't want to so much repeat that. But, you know, I want to say to you, you know, I just hear the words Verizon Wireless, and I, I, I didn't hesitate to put that in there because they put that in their question. But, you know, what if we create a database? I think about this. I don't know if this is possible. But, you know, I'm thinking about a database. There's, there's some companies and major corporations or others that have pushed back and said, we're not going to do this. And mm-hmm. they've left their they let their employees keep their, uh, you know, their liberties intact and uh, their freedoms to make the choices. And then there were those who have succumbed to the the Biden mandates and the pressure that they have no right to do and Mm -hmm. have violated every ethical aspect of our lives and constitution and our abilities as Americans. Uh, It's remarkable. So uh, what if we, I I see Verizon, you know, this name, and I've, I've had other surveys. So what if there's a database where we can point out those uh, you know, it's kind of a pro and con kind of thing. Here, here are the brands. In other words, let's let's participate with these brands, and maybe we don't want to participate with these brands. What do you say to that? I don't know. Well, I'd say this is perfect uh, uh, endpoint for us um, because we're looking at um, creating a green book. A green book was something mm-hmm. that was developed in uh, during the um, 
during the mid part of the, of the previous century to help travelers, black travelers um, navigate some of the roads of segregation, some of the roads of, of really racial violence that might be perpetuated um, upon us. So um, we're looking at a green book for all to come out so that we can hail the companies that are doing the right thing, like In-N-Out Burger. I, I used to work for In-N-Out as a, as a teenager. Wow. I'm really proud of what they're doing. I don't really, really like their product and I don't like the CAFO meat, but I, I'm really proud of what their the stance they're taking on this, that they are willing to have their um, their sites closed in California. Yeah, they actually close restaurants. They've, they've said, you know, if you want to shut us down, then shut us down. We're going to take right. you to court on this issue because we know you're in the wrong on it. So, um, you know, I, I think when we look at this, we have hist- historical solutions. And I think one of those historical solutions is the Montgomery bus boycotts. And it's something we all need wow. to start educating on wow. because in six days, because of a well-coordinated, well, well-planned boycott, they completely changed the policy of a company. And when we look at a company as big as Verizon, um, you know, I, I'm sadly still a Verizon member, but I'm happy to be make that one of our first boycotts that we do yep. nationwide and say, if yep. you're on Verizon, take your money away from them. Let's go to a different carrier and, and find the carrier yep. who's saying, no, we believe in constitutional. Freedom. There's something to this, what we're talking about right now, Dr. Ely, big time. And I, I totally agree with you. And, and I've made a lot of mental notes about brands. I don't wish to interact with any further because of this oppressive uh, 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 behavior and what they've done to people. And it just blows my mind. Dr. Henry Ely, you are a class act, my friend. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Malcolm. And I would encourage everybody again, read the opinion that from Judge Inglehart, and especially in the case of the Verizon question, put make that put that at the forefront. Why is it December 8th? If the if the mandate has been struck down by the Fifth Circuit Court, wow. why is the why is yeah. there an arbitrary date anymore when there's no enforcement? Uh, and there's no threat of enforcement or fines for your business. That is a great, great point that Dr. Ely, that's a that's a phenomenal note to end it on people because uh, that's exactly what he's saying. Use that evidence from that trial with Dr. Engelhardt and, and, and you know that that the whole thing, the, the the summary of that, and let that say, well, look at here's the evidence right here. I mean, come on, you, you have nothing to stand on just because what? <laughs> uh, because it's become whatever. Anyways, just push back. Courage. The word to take from this that Dr. Ely talked about a little while ago is courage. Got to have the courage, got to stay in the fight, got to push forward, and you got to do what's right for you and not succumb to these crazy people, these lunatics who are trying to take over our lives. I think what shocks a lot of us is that we just can't wrap our minds around the fact that this has happened on the widespread uh, 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 nature that it is. Like it's everywhere. And there are so many people that seem to be, uh, you know, in cahoots with this global movement of uh, chaotic behavior that uh, it it just rattles the mind, doesn't it, friends? Anyways, uh, enough said on that, but you get the point here. Uh, Listen, all the Q&As are back at America Out Loud. This one here, you listen to it on talk radio. They all go to podcast as well here. Uh, you know, listen, I want to thank you out there for uh, joining in here, being part of the mission here. Big, big thank you and lots of love to Dr. Henry Ely. Uh, these Q&As are successful because of Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Peter McCullough, bringing you the uh, the information and the expertise. And, you know, even though some of it's, uh, it sounds like it's re- re- repetitive in certain cases or so, we still learn from each answer and each situation. And then, of course, there's always these new aha moments that come up. So I, I consider this really time well spent. Thank you, my friends and fellow Americans, for being with me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loved.